Warning! This podcast is different from other podcasts. These episodes contain dangerous choices, perilous tangents, and unwavering silliness. The choices made on this podcast may lead to success or disaster. But remember, you are responsible because you choose to listen. Good luck. adventure a podcast where three grown-ups try and beat a children's book i'm ian i'm chris i'm mark and today we are reading mystery of the maya choose your own adventure book number five uh, at least by way of the new numbering system by drumroll please r.a montgomery that's right ladies and gentlemen the one and only Ari Montgomery. Tonight and tonight only, Mystery of the Maya. There's a dude on the front of this book who, uh, the first thing you notice is his very scary mask, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But then if you give a, a second look, he has bird talons on his hands. No, oh, hello. Uh, are those gloves, maybe? I don't know. Give it a third look. He has bird feathers on his haunches. Interesting. Give it a fourth look. Is he flying? He might be flying. He's either, he's either flying or he's walking down the smallest Mayan temple in the world. Yeah, he's, he appears to be very high above a Mayan temple. So that is, that may be a bird man. It yeah. kind of looks like a, the Mayan temple launched him out of a catapult and he's about to collide with a camera is what it really looks like. It's a cruel joke, really. He has the haunches and claws of a bird, but none of the flying abilities. <laughs> dense bones. Dense bones, no Just wings. the densest bones. That's right. He falls into a pool. He's hitting the, the bottom immediately. Yeah. His like Wolverine, the densest of bones. Nobody ever talks about bone density anymore. Did we, did we all dodge that osteoporosis bullet, or is it just not on our radar because of our genders and ages? Gang, we've had a lot of fun here joking about osteoporosis, but osteoporosis kills billions of people every year? Billions of people. Billions of people. Get tested. At <laughs> least a third of the planet, basically. <laughs> uh, people talk to me about osteoporosis sometimes because I broke my arm arm wrestling that one time. Uh-oh. So What? Bone yeah. strength is apparently important for arm wrestling. Roll that one back, Mark. Roll uh-huh. back how you broke your arm arm wrestling like <laughs> Sylvester Stallone in Over the Top. That's yeah, roll ex- that beautiful arm break footage. I was at a party. It was sort of an Olympics-themed party in that there were lots of events, and one of the events was arm wrestling. And When was this? Circa? This was uh, at least five years ago, probably a little more. <sighs> okay. So you were older mm-hmm. than 18. Oh, yeah, for sure. You were a grown okay. man. I was a grown man. Uh, and I'd like recently started working out, but was still kind of like low key about it. So I was like, I'm going to be the like dark horse surprise arm wrestling uh, contender or whatever. You had all the muscle strength, none of the bone strength. That comes later. <laughs> That's kind of how it turned out. So like oh. round one, like my first match of the night, it was just this really intense, like uh, 30 seconds of just like both of us pushing and nobody budging and like, uh, and then all of a sudden just kind of like the room goes quiet and my arm is kind of like not where I thought it was supposed to be based on what uh. I was feeling. I was just like, well, this is odd. What happened? Anyways, my arm broke. Did it, did it like snap the bit where your forearm is? So my humerus basically like pretty close to the elbow, but like a few inches above it just snapped like right in twain. Uh. Oh my God. Ah, uh, that's super badass though. It's yeah. pretty cool. That's pretty yeah. cool. It didn't really hurt all that much, but I did have to recover for, from it for like a year. 
for oh whatever reason. Yowzers. Yeah. It was supposed to be a lot less than that, but I probably just did it wrong. The recovery from yeah. breaking your bone in half? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. So there's that's that story. insane. Uh that's a really good story. I'm glad that I know that now. Mm-hmm. And now we, you know why I will never arm wrestle you. That's yeah. fair. Wow, man. Back. What great like extended universe booze your adventure content. <laughs> but anyway, to tie it all back to the mystery <laughs> of the Maya, um, um that's a story. Yeah, as a story of human sacrifice. There you go. Which this might be about. <laughs> I would assume, right? Yeah. So what was this written in, like, 1979? Uh, 82. So, like, yeah, uh, I think we're going to see some light race kerfuffles, would be my guess. I think that R.A. Montgomery will have, like, done a fair amount of, like, research to kind of, like, try to accurately portray a lot of things about the Mayan civilization, but I still expect, like, he will slant it towards the things that he finds most exciting, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Bird Hence gods. the flying man. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Beware and warning. Ah, your best friend Tom goes missing on assignment in Mexico. You have to help find him. Will it require you to take a potion that sends you back in time to the world <laughs> of the mysterious Mayan civilization? Time out. I just love that that's the first question that pops into your mind. Yeah. <laughs> My yeah. friend Tom went missing. I have to go find him. Will it require me to take a time travel potion? I feel like it might. Yeah. He turned off Find My iPhone, so... <laughs> the second option is that he's here in the present day. The yeah. first option is that <laughs> right. he has gone back in time to the world of the mysterious mind civilization. Uh-huh, right, right. Uh-huh. It's like when you're, ho- you're like uh, five minutes late coming home and your mom's like, you might be dead in a ditch. Yeah. Could just, it's probably dead in a ditch. It's probably what it is. Yep. Are you dead from too much heroin? Is that what happened? <laughs> <laughs> Did you join the circus? Uh, or is Tom still here in present day? Can you trust Manuel? <laughs> okay. All right. Valid it's question. It's the first mention of this quick character, but all right. Depending on your choices, you may become a great Mayan ruler or a double agent fighting a modern revolution. Those are both pretty good. Uh-huh. The wrong choice could turn you into a human sacrifice on a bloody altar. All right. There it is. Chris wins five oh, bucks. Boy, yeah. Already. Because that's the Aztecs, right? Um... Well, the Mayans, well, the Mayans also do that? Okay. Yeah. I think anybody who doesn't have sufficient water sources uh, does a lot, does like a lot to pretend that there's a God that controls rain. <laughs> For sure. But I thought, I mean, I, so I, I believe I read an article a few years ago that was like a lot of the human sacrifice bit of the Aztec empire was because uh, basically one high priest at some point was like, oh, this is a pretty good way to get political power. Huh. So it was not so much a, yeah, it wasn't like a particularly widespread practice until this dude was like, yeah, but also what if I just like stabbed people a bunch? It was just boutique. It was like boutique independent human sacrificers. Yeah. Farm to table. Globally uh, sourced. They take you from your farm, put you on a table. And then... <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's a smart joke. It is night. You are standing on the flat top of a stone pyramid. In medias race. Right. Men dressed in long green robes around you. You look into the misty light for your friend Tom. Suddenly you see him struggling for his life. He is strapped to an altar, his arms and legs tied down. Tom's terrified eyes meet yours, and you see him mouth the words, Help me, please. That's not his voice, but he's mouthing those words. Well, you you just don't say anything, right? You just mouth it into the... (laughs) It doesn't translate to the podcast. A man in robes steps forward and begins to slide a knife across Tom's throat. Damn. Not sharp edge down, just like, you know, 
Yeah, just sort of, uh, <laughs> just kind of rubbing, uh, rubbing it. Rubbing it. Yeah, yeah. Cin- sensually. Rubbing knife. You lunge forward, but the only thing you clasp is the lamp next to your bed. Ah, man. You smashed it over the priest's head. You're still in the dream. Yeah, this is even scarier. We're <laughs> so close to your bed. <laughs> you jerk awake and sit up, looking around. You are home in your own room. There's no altar, no singing men. You take some deep breaths. It was just a bad dream. Three days ago, your best friend Tom disappeared on assignment in Mexico. Second time we heard that phrasing. Mm-hmm. It's like R.A. Montgomery like knows somebody who knows somebody who's a reporter. Naturally, your subconscious has assumed that the people of Mexico are still doing blood sacrifices. <laughs> right. You don't know which movie you saw last. Probably Apocalypto. <laughs> he was doing a piece for cable TV on the ancient Mayan temples at Chichen Itza. His assistant Amanda called to tell you the news. Tom was on to a hot story. <laughs> After he was reported missing, the police found fresh blood on the altar used for human sacrifice by the Mayans. No one has seen him since. Who called to tell you? You ask. Tom's guide, Manuel. I don't trust that guy. <laughs> Do you think you could go down there to look for him? I'm really worried. Tom is your oldest friend. He used to buy you beer. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he is, he is 24. You have known each other since kindergarten, which I guess implies that you're the same age. No. I think we're an adult this time. Uh-oh. Guys, adults have responsibilities. <sighs> and also, like, adults are allowed to have books that open up with an image of somebody having their throat slit, right? Yeah, like, yeah. That's pretty uh, just-come-out-swinging approach from Mr. Montgomery. Oh, yeah, this one's for the adults. Of course I will go. You tell Amanda. That was three days ago. You still haven't gotten out of bed. Right. (laughs) Had one of those fugue states. A few short hours later, you are flying at 35,000 feet en route to Merida, the capital of the Yucatan. Several books on the Mayans are spread out in front of you. What do you bet that the editor had to ask him to remove the in a motor glider from that previous sentence about flying? <laughs> well, they probably rationalized. They're like, listen, R.A., he can't have that many books spread out in front of him if he's in a motor glider. What if he had three motor gliders? No, R.A., we're just going to have to put him in a plane. Well, no, we, we, we did have that cargo motor glider from uh, Escape or Beyond Escape, right? That the carried four, four people. Five people? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. It landed and took back off again? Yeah. Carried enough stuff to fill up an SUV, right? Like, it's yeah. a big motor glider. Yeah, enough stuff and people and dead Bill. It carried enough dead Bill to fill dead, up an SUV. Dead Bill and all of his blood, which is like four people's worth, right? <laughs> four people's worth so of like blood. It's like eight people of blood. A bunch of extra <laughs> teeth. Tom flew into Merida. Your plan is to go there first and try to retrace Tom's steps. Amanda has re- arranged for Manuel, Tom's guide, to meet you at the airport. Manuel is a well-known guide for those who seek the mysteries of the Mayans. Amanda tells you, almost reading the name of this book. (laughs) And he has good connections at Merida University, where the best Mayan scholars work. But Manuel also has a reputation for being unusual. Tom suspected that he might be the reincarnation of an ancient Mayan (sighs) shaman. Okay. She warns. Okay. Now I trust Manuel just fine, and I don't Uh, trust Tom. yeah. Yeah. Tom is an idiot. Yeah. Do you think Tom went down to Mexico and then was just like, your spirit is that of an ancient Mayan shaman to some <laughs> random guy? Yeah. I probably several random guys like, oh, yeah. no, you definitely have big shaman energy. <laughs> uh, I think Tom went down to Mexico for some agro tourism, if you know what I mean. Sticky. 
Icky. Iowa, ayahuasca. Ayahuasca. <laughs> Your guidebooks say shamans were extremely powerful priest-like magicians or spellbinders. Your guidebook is a dictionary. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, or a D&D player manual, right? <laughs> yeah. At fifth level, they can cast Wall of Fire. I feel sp- like spellbinders is not a word that I think ever mm-hmm. should come up in history, right? No, no. The Mayans believed shamans represented the link between heaven and earth. They were the human link to the Mayan gods, such as the dreaded plumed serpent. Capital P, enormous, capital S. Yeah, capital P, P, capital S. Or the enormously powerful jaguar. Capital P, capital J. Not really, just capital J. Yeah. <laughs> powerful jaguar, Mega Man X villain. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what weapon do you acquire from powerful jaguar? Uh, 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 spots shield. Teeth. Just teeth. <laughs> yeah. Spots shield and teeth. Uh, like teeth shotgun. Teeth shotgun. Yeah. <laughs> Not sharp teeth, though, just like really like uh, cow's teeth. Yeah. Heavy, dense teeth. Yeah. Yeah. Blunt. Yeah. This sentence stands on its own and ends with an exclamation point. You are curious to meet this Manuel. Ba ba ba. Several hours later, you land at Merida and pass through Customs, capital C. <laughs> I'm not sure if that's right. Suddenly, as if appearing out of nowhere, a man is by your side. Hello, my name is Manuel, and I am to be your guide. Welcome to Mexico. He shakes your hand and smiles. Manuel's skin shines like copper. His Great. large nose uh, and sloping forehead Great. remind you of the ancient Mayan paintings and stone carvings in the book you studied on the plane. I tried to help Tom. Manuel says, grabbing your heaviest suitcase, but flinging it over his head. (laughs) Unfortunately, he did not always take my advice. Where do you think we should start, Manuel? You ask. Perhaps at the university. Dr. Lopez might help. He is a leading expert on Mayan sacrifice. Or maybe we should go straight to Chichen Itza, the last place Tom was seen alive. Probably that second one, because the first one has nothing to do with anything, right? Yeah. Like, it's human sacrifice. He, he, the last place he was seen was on a sacrificial altar covered in blood. He wasn't covered in blood, right? It was just like, there was some blood on that altar. The place Mark, how, much blood is there, how, how much blood is there after an <laughs> altar before you notice it, Mark? Uh, one bill's worth. Yeah. There, so like six people full of blood, seven yeah. people full of blood? Like, yeah, just it has to be drenched. <laughs> Also, this picture that I guess is Manuel, I definitely thought was just Jane Goodall the whole time we were reading this page. (laughs) (laughs) Point of uh, observation here. The last time R.A. Montgomery gave us the choice of whether to go jump into the adventure or talk to an official who knows about the adventure, uh, it was Royal Nepalese Runal, (laughs) who was very good at his job and did help us with the Yeti. Yeah, so I feel like um, this is so this is the first choice in the book, and the two like main plot lines that outlined in the intro was go back in time or stay in present day and like what stop a civil Join war or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think we're choosing between those. Probably going to Chichen Itza, Chichen Itza is the go back in time one. Yeah, that's what I'm guessing. That tracks to me as well. Uh, I don't know. What are you guys feeling? I feel like the modern adventures tend to be pretty good. Well, let me, let me ask you this. How often do we do historical adventures? Uh, Stonehenge, o- Olympus. Oh, yeah. First Olympics, also known as, I think, the last time we all really got blitzed on air. There was a lot of drinking. Yeah. <laughs> I say we start with the go back in time. I had to. Uh, yeah, history sounds good. 
First, you and Manuel drive to your hotel in Merida to spend the night. Merida, Merida? One of those is the girl from Brave. Was founded by the Spanish after their conquest of Mexico in the 16th century. Their old churches and fortresses give the town a Spanish flavor. Hmm. Yum, yum, yum. <sighs> you can, anytime you walk around and have your mouth slightly open, it mm. just tastes Piquant. like... These yeah. churches are like a spice packet. It's like a, it's like a fun. Ugh, that's one of the, uh, it's one of the enduring and horrible sort of metaphors of how white people appropriate other cultures. Where it's like, ah, oh, what an exciting exotic spice. Like, ah, they're like a whole people. Yeah, but just a pinch of them. <laughs> <laughs> Tomorrow we begin. Manuel says. Chichen Itza, the largest site of Mayan ruins, is famous as a center of lost power. It holds a huge pyramid, a domed observatory, a deep water hole, or cenote, and the famed and feared ball court. Oh shit, Space Jam! (laughs) (laughs) Come on and slam. And welcome to the game where they hit it with their hips, right? And try to hit it through the hoop, and if they don't, then they get killed? In ancient times, the losers of the ball game also lost their lives. In the game of hoops, you either win or die. (laughs) You may want to go to Zumal first. While smaller than Chichen Itza, Zumal is far older. The Temple of the Magicians, capital T, capital M, at Zumal, is filled with mystery. I mean, we got to follow the magic if we're going back in time, right? I think that's right. I think Temple of the Magicians is just, that could be its own Choose Your Own Adventure book. Yeah. Follow the magic does sound like something like uh, someone who's doing cocaine with you says when you're like, I think I'm done (laughs) doing cocaine. And they're like, nah, baby. It's only 4 a.m. Yeah, we got to follow that magic. I'm a shaman. Trust me. (laughs) (laughs) You've got a hunch that Tom might have gone to Zoom All. The Temple of the Magicians, capital T, capital M, looms over the land. Across from the Temple of the Magicians is a large rectangular building, which the Spanish conquistadors called the nunnery. No one really knows what it was used for. They just kind of made an assumption and gave it a name? (laughs) Yeah, that ancient stone building probably has female Catholic worshippers. Nunnery is just Spanish for anonymous building. Oh, yeah, yeah. El, El nunnery. El nunnery. Where should you start looking? At the Temple of the Magicians, which is called, guys, again, I'm just going to repeat it, Temple of the Magicians, (laughs) or the Nunnery. What would Tom have done if he had come to Zumal? Get thee to a Temple of the Magicians. Yeah, 100%. Right? Yeah, come on. I mean, Tom was running around asking if people were, like... Shamans. Shamans, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He would just, yeah, anything called Temple of Magicians, that's got to have Tom. It's got Tom's name written all over it. Check out this artwork. It's so good Bad. for a middle schooler. Yeah. It's not the first time we've seen poor art in these uh, re-releases. Yeah, that face in the bottom left, I feel like, is, in fact, a hate crime. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's almost abstract, you know? Like, it's halfway to how Picasso would paint faces. Yeah. <laughs> right. The words Temple of the Magicians excite you. Accurate. Yeah, 100%. And then the book says... You stand for a moment, waiting for the crowd to clear, when an old man with wrinkled skin, wearing the colorful shawl of the Mayans, shuffles up to you. Come with me, he says. I will take you to see a very deep water hole. A secret cenote. Pass. Water. 
Water is scarce in the dry land, and the cenotes are the most important reason for choosing a place to live. Without water, there is no chance to live. The fuck? Like, I get that water is important, but it doesn't mean I want to go look at a fucking well. Deep well, deep water. Come see it with your eyeballs. Temple of the Magicians. Yeah. Mm. I don't know, guys. He's got that man. He's got that Mayan scarf, right? Or do we go back and just go to the fucking nunnery? Because we're not getting into the Temple of Magicians. It's blocked by tourists. We're getting in. Yeah, I guess let's wait for Manuel. Wait for Manuel. You ignore the old man. Who knows what he is after? Oh, he said no. That seems rude. Yeah. FYI, what happens is he uh, kidnaps you and ransoms you. Ooh, really? 71 is an ending. That makes a lot of sense. Man, well, I'm glad we didn't go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He probably puts you in that well. I didn't read it all that closely. Yeah, that's where he stashes all his kidnapped victims. Mm-hmm. As you walk away from him, a rock with a piece of paper wrapped around it drops at your feet. You look up, startled, but you see no one who could have dropped this rock. Or probably, more realistically, you see a bunch of people who could have dropped this rock. Oh, shit, you dropped your rock. You pick it up and put it back in your pocket and carry on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the paper contains a short message that says... Return to the nunnery. Meet with us in the seventh room. That's not a haiku. The message is signed with a red handprint. You enter the seventh room in the nunnery building. Although it is dark inside, you see a face. A person clothed in silver with golden armbands stands in the middle of the room. Um, I don't have any other voices. <laughs> I, think, I think I'm out of voices. That's what I just learned. Uh... Michael Caine. <laughs> you and three others have been chosen to journey to far space. Zumal is our Earth base. What the fuck? Join us if you have the courage. The Earth as we know it will no longer be safe. That's a very good Michael Caine. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. You listen in amazement to all that he says, blissfully just the one paragraph. <laughs> It sounds like the prediction made by Mayan priests hundreds and hundreds of years ago. Tom suddenly appears, so we won the book, and it is clear he has already been to space and back. Uh, his skin is completely frozen, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and his eyeballs have exploded. Yeah. Um, Come with us, he tells you. It is time. You decide to go with them. The end. All right. I like that ending. That's not bad. Pretty good. We got to meet Space Michael Caine. We got Tom yep. back. I accept. Sort of everything that we want in a book, I think. Pretty much. Who, uh, who asked us to look for Tom again? Uh, Angela, his secretary or assistant. Okay. I can't yeah. remember what Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not his, not his wife or uh, mother or anyone else that he just decided to leave on Earth. <laughs> yeah, the, day, the, the Earth that is collapsing. Man, Angela's going to be pissed when she finds out, like, <laughs> Tom just <laughs> fucked off because he heard Earth was exploding. He didn't come get anybody or tell anybody or anything. Yeah, two things, you're fired. Second thing, the world's about to explode. Later. I mean, only so many uh, seats on the spaceship, you know? That's true. Fi- finite number. Got to save the best and the brightest. Angela just didn't make the cut. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to back up to where we first decide where to go with Manuel. Yeah, and not try to go see the Magician Temple. The highway to Chichen Itza runs through the flat, scrubby land. Highway to Chichen Itza. ACDC. You guys know that oh, song? Yeah, the yeah, ACDC yeah. song? Highway to yep. Chichen Okay, good. Yep, yep, yep. Also acceptable would have been Highway to the Chichen To the ball court? 
to, yeah, to the danger ball. Danger ball. Highway, highway to the danger ball. Uh, a few houses or huts line the road. Not sure what to make of that sentence. I think it's like the, the narrator doesn't know what to call them. <laughs> then you see a giant form on the horizon. El Castillo, the giant pyramid, looms above you. It brings its foot down. <laughs> yeah, it is too late for you. Broad avenues lead out from the pyramid to other stone buildings, to courtyards, and to the evil ball court where Mayans lost their lives if they lost the game. Evil ball, ball. court! <laughs> uh, it sounds a lot like that Frankie Muniz movie. Spy Kids. Uh, no. Spy Kids too. Damn it. That's what I was going to say. If you die in the game, you die in real life. Stay alive. It's called Stay Alive. The Matrix. One avenue leads to the cenote, or giant well. Which no! God damn it, Ari Montgomery. Body. How many times do I have to tell you? I don't care about the cenote. Well, here's a new fact. The I cenote brought is, water. It's where, they, it's where they dump the bodies, you guys. I don't have to pee. Your eyes follow a finger pointing up into the sky. The top of the pyramid is glowing with a bright red color. Where is it coming from? A large spacecraft hovers over the pyramid. Wow. Wow. That jumped right off. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to space. He is determined to put aliens in this book. Yeah, he's jammed them in there good. What does it mean, Manuel? What's happening? These Mayan ruins are contact points for other planets. Oh, okay. That group of people has been asked to leave Earth for the planet Merganatic. <laughs> so... Like the Beastie Boys song? Uh, then it makes a decision for us. You believe in UFOs. <laughs> I mean, you're not an idiot, so obviously you believe in UFOs. Like, yeah. obviously reptilians rule the flat Earth, but... <laughs> <laughs> like, definitely motor gliders are superior to airplanes. I mean, that's real. That's a true fact. Earth is seen as a leading planet. Other civilizations want us... Wait, want to learn from us. They send emissaries to ask us to return with them to an outer galactic congress. That's not how that word works. Mm -hmm. No. Mm -hmm. <laughs> If you think Tom may have gone on the mission, you should join them. Is Manuel making this up? Probably. There's no denying the bright red glow on top of the pyramid. But there was all those mushrooms we did. That's true. <laughs> and like, if you drink too much water in Mexico right at the start, he's just shitting himself ever. He's dehydrated and on a lot of peyote. Mm -hmm. It is a bad time. So do we join the mission knowing the danger of never returning? Or do we stay and finish the job, which is, I guess, to look for Tom? I feel like normally I would say go on the mission, but I, I don't know. I, I kind of want to have my Mayan story and not like just segue into the alien story, you know? Yeah. I, I don't want to say we've crossed that Rubicon because I know that's a different continent entirely, and I, but I can't think of an alien equivalent. Finish the job. 64. Yeah, let's finish the job, I guess, and, and ignore this fucking dope spaceship. God. <sighs> you laugh out loud and point at the spacecraft and the people entering it. Fucking idiots. <laughs> <laughs> Manuel does not smile and does not speak. He shakes his head and moves off to join the group. Who are what going a fucking idiot. Up the transporter beam into the spacecraft. He takes out his lightsaber. Yeah. <laughs> he cuts you in half. You were the chosen one. You're supposed to bring <laughs> balance to the Mayans. That's destroy them. Oh, guys. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Guys, page 22. Holy fuck. What is this book? As he walks away, Manuel turns to you and motions with a small rod. A beam of light shoots out of it. The beam of light is like an eraser, and it wipes your mind clear of all memory of the day. The fuck? 
Your last image is of Tom smiling aboard the Star Cruiser and Will Smith punching somebody whose eyes went <laughs> in a different direction. You can't remember anything that happened after your breakfast with Manuel. Your big chance has come and gone. You blew it. The end. Yeah. Well, the other option was you get on the spaceship and go to space. So this is the better option. This was actually the better option. Yeah. It allows us the possibility of discovering space aliens again anew. Manuel brought out his space wand and cast a memory wiping spell on us. Different Will Smith uh, yeah. movie reference there. Uh, yeah, that's beautiful. <laughs> Wait. Is that a, is that a, a what is that movie? Oh, Bright? Concussion? Is it? Con- oh. <laughs> concussion? Yeah, remember uh, that the movie? one where he's the concussion doctor? Uh, yeah, that erases CTE, erases a lot of memories, like how to behave properly and how to like not kill your wife and kids, I guess. I've never heard of this. Never heard of this movie. Was definitely thinking about Men in Black. I was talking about Men in Black before. What are you talking about? Oh, I thought you were talking about Independence Day. Welcome to Earth. Oh, their eyes do blink weird and he does punch him. There you go. That's a recurring theme in... in <laughs> Chris, can you confirm, does Will Smith punch anybody that looks weird in Bright? Because he does in... Yeah, I mean, uh, he punches I'm a bunch legend. of orcs with, like, weird-looking eyes, so, yeah. uh, yeah. Does he punch anybody in Hitch? Nobody raps. Oh. Yeah, that classic rap. <laughs> <laughs> one day we will, uh, forget that this is something that you said one time, Chris, but t- <laughs> today is not that day. We'll have to stop talking about Will Smith for that to happen, and I don't think that's ever gonna happen. No, he's I mean, gonna come up forever. I guess when we die, you know, we'll, ha- we'll stop talking forever. Or so. we'll ascend to a plane where all we do is make jokes about Will Smith. <laughs> With Will Smith, who does not like our jokes. <laughs> <laughs> we went to heaven, he went to hell, they were the same place, but it's cool. <laughs> it's really all about what you make of it, mm-hmm. you know? It's context. Okay, so do we want to go back to the start and uh, go down the sort of alternate big path? Yeah, we should uh, head back to page seven so we can go talk to Dr. Lopez. Instead of going to Chichen Itza. All right. Oh, Manuel's back. God damn it. There's too much of this voice. I made a mistake. <laughs> we could put him into Michael Caine mode. That's fine. <laughs> no, we got we to gotta reserve Michael Caine mode. Let me get your best Will Smith. <laughs> well, pass. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. Wild Wild West Will Smith. Not Bad Boys 2. Well, uh, still pass. I mean, still he's still Will Smith. <laughs> Dr. Lopez has an office on the fourth floor of a building with long hallways and high ceilings. You enter his cluttered office, and he speaks. Uh, I need another voice, gentlemen. Dolly Parton. Welcome to the land of the Mayans. Love it. Dr. Lopez says with a smile. He waves his arm about the room, just as you are thinking that you would be grounded if your bedroom were as messy as Dr. Lopez's office. So we are a child? That is a a curveball, but I guess so. We're a child who went on a solo mission to another country to rescue yeah. a missing person? Well, I mean, our dad sent us to Africa one time, right? To do, to do a race with strangers. Yeah. So. I think we did that uh, under protest from our father, right? That's why he wouldn't come. You guys remember that time we owned an entire home? Which time was that? It was in the track of the bear. We owned our home and we were so <laughs> mad. Right. Yeah. Over property taxes and such. Uh, yeah. And then, you know, the, the escape and beyond escape in which we are secret agents who are also children. Again, though, your, your dad forbid you to go on those journeys, and you did it anyway. That's true. You notice that it's crammed with Mayan art. <laughs> it just looks like trash. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> ooh, ooh, whoops, sorry. I mean, you dig it out of the ground. 
You are looking at an amazing collection of pottery and stone carvings. There are snakes, monkeys, jaguars, and fierce-looking half-human, half-animal forms. Doesn't say necessarily that it's describing the stone carvings. Mm, yeah, it could be the pottery. I mean, it could be on the pottery. No, I just mean there are snakes, monkeys, and jaguars. We're just describing the contents of the room, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just full of monsters. Mm-hmm. Even in the age of computer animation. I just want to let that hang in the air. <laughs> Even in the age of computer animation. The ancient Mayan icons are still powerful and menacing, you think? Definitely on par with Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> you are here about your friend, the young American TV reporter, aren't you? Dr. Lopez says in a kind voice. The mystery of the Mayans, which is the title of this book. Almost. Nope, we almost, still haven't quite got it yet. Right? Has lured many. It's almost like they decided to call them Maya as a people group as opposed to Mayans. It just wouldn't fit on the front of the book that way. <laughs> Sacrificing cultural sensitivity for conciseness. Uh, Tom is not the only one to disappear. He was keen to learn, so I offered him a special and dangerous approach. <laughs> she admits. Right. He uh, a time travel potion developed oh, by the Mayans God. hundreds and hundreds of years ago. I gave Tom a bottle of it before he left for the site at Chichen Itza. The potion works best if you take it near one of the ancient pyramids <laughs> and, and really just jam your hand on it. Get some blood going. Uh, my guess is that your friend used it and has yet to return. I cannot explain the fresh blood on the stone altar at El Castillo, the largest pyramid <laughs> there. What a paragraph. Yeah, so much exposition. Time travel potions, you have to use them in front of the pyramids. My head is still spinning just from that journey. Yeah, I like that it works best if taken near one of the pyramids. It'll still work. Like, you can get back yeah. to, like, Saturday. Yeah. If you take it in your, at your desk, but, like, take it all the way back to Mayan times. I like her or his uh, expository speaking style, too. Like, the blood on mm -hmm. the stone altar at El Castillo, the largest pyramid there, Created by the Mayans some 1,300 years ago and believed by many scholars to be... And just like, we don't need right. this information. <laughs> Who are you talking to? I'm right here. <laughs> they sort of snap out of it and they're His like... eyes oh. just glaze over. <laughs> what are you doing in my office? Uh, <laughs> if you would like to restart this recording, say one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am not alive, uh, but I am rather a, a mental projection. Oh, why don't you just tell me the ancient race that you want to make contact with? Yeah, <laughs> Dial 11 for the uh, Olmecs, 12 for the Toltecs. Um, okay, Dr. Lopez reaches into his desk and pulls out a small flask. This potion will let you travel back 800 years. Manuel will go with you. <laughs> you look at Manuel, who looks back. His eyes are filled with kindness. I will go with you if you want me to, he says gently. Taking your hand. Yeah. <laughs> and kind of, like, implying that he doesn't really want to go. Yeah. yeah like, mm. please set me free. What if Manuel is just, like, a, an animated little statue? Like, he's a golem whose life is magically imbued, and he just wants to die. Like, like a me-seeks. Yeah. Here's the thing. Are we going to ask how it's possible to get back? No. Are we nope. just resigned no. to live out our life in the, in the ancient Mayan Empire? I mean, our, our bones will get to the present eventually, right? <laughs> So. As long as you're not looted. Listen, we're worried about asking about how we get back. What about, like, the question of how a potion makes you time travel? Um, alcohol. Yeah, that is a one-way trip. Yeah, <laughs> the other way, but it, it does work. Right. 
Uh, so do we take the potion or do we decline the potion? Let's take this potion. Uh, you decide to try the time travel potion. First, you and Manuel take a bus to Chichen Itza. The time travel potion is thick and slimy. Yes. You take a gulp. Your elementary canal whisks back 800 years into the past, and you are left in the present <laughs> time clutching your gutless body. Uh, you can live for up to three days, and then you die in agony. Doctors are baffled. Where the fuck are your guts? <laughs> the end. Suddenly... <laughs> Suddenly, you are in a busy city. Women are carrying clay pots that look heavy in their arms, while men in the green robes from your dream, which does not bode well for fucking anybody, walk through the streets. Directly in front of you, there is a large building that appears to be a temple. Manuel is beside you in his new time-traveled voice. Act, act normal, he whispers. We are 1,500 years back in time. At a place called Zumal. I thought we were supposed to be 800 years back in time. Well, we fucked up big time. We drank God. twice as much potion. That was, that was enough potion for like six people, you idiot. <laughs> you, guys, you guys, you really wheezed all of the juice. That was enough time travel potion to time travel an elephant. <laughs> you should be dead. Dr. Then Lopez made this time travel juice enough cane. Stupid. <laughs> 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 That big building is called the Temple of the Magicians. I just scared my cat so much he bit me. <laughs> and Jeff Bridges has that effect on his cats as well. Mm -hmm. The potion was extra strong, he says. We also ended up in the wrong place. This is Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're in Zumal. Did the same thing happen to Tom? You cry. Realizing in that moment you didn't ask any follow-up questions with Dr. Lopez about, like, how much potion or, like, where Tom was. Yeah, you just got snatched it and just jumped on that bus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Time travel potion, whatever. Oh, Ooh, man. Ooh, shit. Are we the reason everybody dies from disease? Ooh, maybe. Ooh. That'd be a fun twist. It's a. It's not a potion. It's just a, a vial of syphilis? I don't, I don't know. Or just, like, the common cold. I'll bet that would fuck up a, a civilization who's never been exposed to it. For sure. Manuel shrugs, his eyes darting around. Uh, as if he is looking for someone. I was supposed to meet my friend Charles here. Yeah. We're looking for Tom, right? Because I've got a guy who has just like the freshest organs. Yeah, yeah we're totally going to find Tom. We're totally going to find Tom. But I really got to meet up with Charles just real, just real quick. Quick stop. Quick stop. Also, uh, on a scale of one to ten, what is the elasticity of your butthole? For storage purposes. <laughs> I, I couldn't tell if you're out of character asking me and Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, nope. You know what really helped with that is if Manuel still had his normal voice. It's really hard for me to do, guys. Well, how about just like a, how about a different voice? Uh, Elvis. Okay, all right. Manuel is now Elvis. The next time he comes up, he'll be Elvis. Great. A hush falls over the crowd. Five men and one woman in gold and red robes carrying silver spears and wearing bright green feathers in their hair emerge from the low building. Oh, they are the, they, they are of the priest clan. Manuel whispers like how Elvis would whisper. Uh, a squad of warriors carrying knives and swords fans out in the courtyard. By now you notice others in the crowd staring at Manuel. Several people bow down low before him. Is Manuel a shaman after all? He smiles at you and says, Oh, my friend, you may choose to go with the priests and the priestesses, or you can go with the warriors. Either group might know about how to find Tom. Uh-huh, uh-huh. 
who says, like Elvis does, you hear a horrible scream coming from a small hut behind one of the pyramids. Or a, or a house. Not really sure. Right. Either hut or house. <laughs> hut or house. Everyone stops. Pizza house. <laughs> house hut? What was that? You whisper. Well, you will find out soon enough. It might be someone preparing for services. Whatever that means. <laughs> Decide now, Manuel replies in a hurried whisper. Do we go with the priests and priestesses or with the warriors? When I think about someone preparing for services, I just picture, picture somebody putting bullets in a gun. You know, just something real ominous. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or like dicing their shallots for their mise en place. Either way, I feel like it's not really playing to our skill set, so... Yeah, no, that's not for us. Is What's the hut, though? Warriors or priestesses? Uh, so the priests and priestesses are wearing red robes and not green ones, so maybe they're the good guys, the rebel faction that's counteracting the green robes that are sacrificing people. Okay, okay. yeah. I'm on board. Page 40. No, 34. Page 34. Page 34. So wait, we are going with the priests. Yeah, because I'm saying these are the good priests because they're wearing the green robes. Good, because the other one was a test of strength, and I think we can, if we can be grounded for having messy room, we cannot be a warrior. Listen, I already told my test of strength story, okay? <laughs> right. <laughs> well, Mark, when you travel back in time, your bones get denser, so. Yeah, that, uh, that potion has coated your bones. Do you, Mark, do you take like an extra, like, bones vitamins now, or do you just don't arm wrestle? I just don't arm wrestle. It's so easy. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, I guess, you know, everyone lives different lives. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you could not arm wrestle, I guess, if you were pressed. You begin to climb the steep stone steps. Someone whispers, that Elvis impression is very good. Um, and the other person whispers back, I know, it's like he's practiced it before. Is that the king? Is, is that the king? They bow down before you. They call him El Rey in Espanol. But this is before the Spanish even arrived. When you reach a ledge, the priestess watches you closely as the five priests form a tight square around you. Tight square, bro. Yeah, cool. It's it's so tight. It's almost what people is a fucking pentagon. There's five of them. It's off the fucking chain. You're losing your mind. Yeah, their long black hair is covered with a sticky, evil-smelling substance. What? Spoilers. I feel like we maybe didn't pick the good guys. <laughs> well, so what's what is it in their hair, Manuel? A blood. It is the blood of the victims of the sacrifices. The priests think it makes them stronger. Guys, I, I didn't give enough uh, thought to the theory that maybe these priests <laughs> own more than one set of robes. That's on me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They have green, <laughs> green ones on Wednesdays, red ones on Tuesdays. Well, you know, we're here now, so. Maybe these are green robes and they just have a lot of blood on them. Yeah, they, they start, they, the, the robes start off green. Maybe it's like how, you know how anaconda eats and then it doesn't have to eat again for like two weeks? My anaconda don't. Yeah. <laughs> you want none unless it's got blood, hon. <laughs> <laughs> Sacrifices? What for? What kind of sacrifices? Just a lot of time and energy, you know? Like, I love my kids, but it's just like, that's your life now. Yeah. Uh, be patient. Just follow the priests. Do not show fear, whatever you do. Manuel hangs back. The priests alongside you climb the steep steps of the Temple of the Magicians, capital T, capital M, one by one. At the top of the pyramid, there is a small room with a stone altar stained with brownish dried blood. Guys, we're inching closer to becoming human sacrifices. At least we get to be with Tom. You are now going to be one of us, says the head priest. Yes. As if he's known you before. Joining the ruling cast. <laughs> do we run away from this or do we accept their offer of 
priesthood for maybe it will lead to top. It's the day of our coronation. We fucking stay put. Yeah. Stand <laughs> your ground. Stand your ground. The head priest looks stern and says, Be calm. We will not hurt you. Look in the... Heavens? He heavens. <laughs> there is Venus. Stay with us and learn about the secrets of the universe and not the Maya so close. <laughs> you hesitate, remembering how the craft ended for everybody besides Robin Tunney, but decide to stay with this group of people. One of them speaks. You must make a sacrifice to seal your pact with us. There's no turning back. Here is the knife. You must cut out the heart of the victim. Ah, oh, it's easy, guys. Yeah, you know where that is. Yeah, easy, easy peasy. Mm -hmm. You are horrified. Oh wait, you mean like Chris? You think our you think our dilemma is going to be locating the heart inside of a human body? It's a test of skill. Yeah, I would say you know uh, in a high stress situation like this, everyone's watching you. Uh, you know, no one else is doing it. You're the only person cutting out a heart. It's natural to have a boner while this happens. I think you're. I mean, you're going to look like an asshole. The sternum is very thick and hard to pierce through. Yeah, uh -huh, people don't uh -huh. think about that. You got to go don't. through. You got to go. What are you going to do with the ribs? What are you going to do with the ribs? Jam it down. Just jam it down like this. Just jam it. Jam it down. God, just uh, please, please come out. Please come out. Please. Are you good? Are you? Uh, how's it going over there? <laughs> it's been forty-five minutes. Is this a liver? <laughs> Does this look like a liver? Oh, I cut something open. And it still has food in it. We all just assumed you were ready to be a priest. Uh, maybe if you're more of like a janitor. You know, we could we could arrange that instead. No, 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 no. I got, I got it, I got it, I got it. I think it. I need a, I think I need another ceremonial knife. Mine broke on our bone. <laughs> I think this, I think it's a bad knife. This is just a bad knife. It's That's a bad problem. knife. It's a bad knife. This guy doesn't even have a heart. It's some kind of prank. This guy didn't have a heart. <laughs> oh, oh, you guys, you got me. You got me. He doesn't have a heart. He gave me one of the de-hearted victims. Yeah. Good one, good one, gang. Am classic. Was that it? Classic prank. Uh, love getting hazed. Yeah. Let's get a real one up here next time, huh, gents? Let's get a real one. What is to be sacrificed? Is it an animal or a human? Some poor slave or prisoner from a battle? If you refuse, will they sacrifice you? Yes. Probably, right? What if it is you? You pull the sheet back and it's yourself. Then you're killing a doppelganger. Or yeah. you're the doppelganger and you're killing the real one. It's a win-win from your perspective. I think you just have to plunge a knife into your own uh, heart, right? Pa page 65, though, right? Like, we're not. There's, it's no, not, we're all not in. Yeah, 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 we're, we're doing the fucking 65. sacrifice. Fucking page 65. This is what we came for. Yes, I will perform the sacrifice. You whisper, speak up, we can't hear you. <laughs> the priest with the knife yells at you. You try to hide your fear, but you can't. Fuck. <laughs> the head priest steps forward and says to you, each time we sacrifice, we hope the gods will treat us better <laughs> and keep us from harm. But you say, what can killing someone or something? It's someone, quit. Pretending like it would be an animal. You fucking coward. You're not getting, you're not getting off easy. <laughs> Again, we, we thought you were ready to be a priest for some reason. I, I don't know. This isn't the Hunger Games. You don't just get to sidestep the moral dilemma. <laughs> but, but, I mean, it's crazy. No more talk. <laughs> Act. Take the knife. Bring the sacrifice to chalk. The priestess points to the altar. A slave holding a chicken, so we're still not out of the woods, <laughs> climbs the temple steps. Behind him, two soldiers lead a prisoner kicking and screaming. Wait, so which one of these people are we sacrificing? 
Fortunately, this time it is the chicken that is to be sacrificed. You lie to yourself. I feel like we just played chicken with Ray Montgomery. Like he yeah. was trying yeah. to make us go back on it because we were going to have to do a yeah. human sacrifice and we called he, his bluff. He blinked first. I want to be entirely honest. I was just like, I don't think R.A. Montgomery is going to write a story where a, a child stabs someone to, ki- to death. I, I think his publisher would make him change it if he did. Yeah. Bring it on, R.A. Do your worst. Yeah. You decide, without asking us if we have a choice, to bring an end to this needless sacrifice. You kill all the priests. <laughs> <laughs> right. Perhaps if you volunteer to work with the prisoners who are to be sacrificed, you will be able to devise a plan to help them escape. Oh, this is your one shot. Your one chance. You have a knife and all the and there's the guards aren't anywhere near you. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. they you, they think you're one of them. Yeah. Uh, do we plan to escape or do we beg help from Manuel? Help from Manuel? Manuel's got to be like either a god or like a supreme priest. There's no way he's going back on these blood hair freakos. Yeah, like he got us into this situation. Yeah, he encouraged it. Yeah, but plan to escape is just cowardly, right? And also we're escaping into the like 800s, so not great for us, I would say. How do you escape? You just like put your finger way down your throat? Until that uh, <laughs> potion comes back? Yeah, yeah, you gotta, well, that's called the kick, right? You've gotta barf it all back up. So, to Manuel? Yeah, to Manuel. Manuel, help! I didn't bargain for this. Oh, that's right, he has magic powers. I forgot about this. Yep. Once again, your mysterious friend appears. He holds out his clenched fists at you to make your choice. Well, I choose the right hand or the left hand. What kind of choice is that, man? Well, that's just rolling <laughs> dice. Says us reading the book. Right. Yeah. Uh, Manuel looks at you long and hard. The choice lies deep within you. Do not hesitate. Choose now. All right, don't hesitate. Just pick don't one. hesitate. Pick one. Okay. Wait, uh, I know. We have to go to one or nine. You know why? Why? I don't want to wait. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to wait. Okay. Slowly, Manuel unclenches his right fist. Inside is a key to a safe deposit box at the Merida Airport. You into it? Yeah, right? Well, the key, it definitely says all of that on there, right? Yeah. This is a key to them. And it says it in English. Like, yeah, it's definitely. He smiles and says, oh, you are back on your way, my friend. The trip is over. Uh, sorry I tried to get you to uh, fucking execute somebody. <laughs> you're, you're only 7 to 14. You passed my test, I guess. Yeah, the one where you double down on sacrifice. <laughs> You're just a little bit too much of a soft boy to be here in ancient times. Yeah, whoa, whoa, whoa. If you were this good at sacrifice, uh, imagine the damage you could do in 2019. Or whatever year it is. You know, it's 2020. <laughs> yeah, it has been. But maybe we recorded this in 2019. No, we didn't. Oh, yeah, we, yeah no, we didn't do that either. No, we did. Uh, you are back in the present. There's a gift for you in the safe deposit box. Uh, so, like... If this were me, I would not go visit that safe deposit box. It's a bomb. There's there's definitely FBI agents just waiting for you to put that key in the lock, right? (laughs) Yeah. What do you mean, Manuel? I've barely gotten started. I need to find out more. I need to satiate my (laughs) bloodlust. You search his face, but you see nothing at all. He turned back into purple smoke and poof. When you reach the airport, you open the box with the key. In the box is a gold figure of a snake with feathers near its head. It is small, carved with great detail, and the golden carved scales gleam. Like it says in the national anthem. <laughs> <laughs> Turning around, you see Tom, who smiles and moves towards you. Um, um, what? Yep. 
Found okay, Tom. sure. He was lurking in the safety deposit box room, and he just smiles and moves towards you. It's pretty ominous, too. Yeah, slithers towards you. Uh, Slouches towards you. Well, we got Tom back. We got Tom back again. We got Tom back. We got a cool amulet. We got like this very spooky warning from the serpent god. Both times that we got Tom back, it's more like we just did random shit and then Tom appeared. You know, like it's not like yeah. we tracked Tom down in any way. Uh, we, we did. We tried. We, we went tried. To he was last seen. We did things. Yeah. What annoys me when, in these CYOA books is when uh, what is going to happen, like, changes based on your uh, choices, by which I mean... Wait, yeah. Chris, hold on. Because yeah, like, <laughs> no, I, I realize that I phrased that the dumbest way possible. But like, uh, yeah, almost like, in a way where you're like, I hate choosing your own adventures <laughs> books. No, yeah. but like, uh, so like, it, we chose to go up on top of the pyramid, and it was like, oh yeah, no, Tom was part of the alien bullshit the right, whole time. Right. But, there's no, uh, there's no like objective truth that you're uncovering. Yes, yeah. The book just rewrites reality however it wants. Yes, yeah. That, yeah. that is annoying to me when it happens. So Mystery of the Maya was pretty dope. Uh, yeah. It had a yeah. lot more insanity in it than I thought it would. I was expecting just some, uh, some historical nonsense, but yeah, definitely got some magic and some aliens and some time travel in there. The, the aliens were so direct. Like, I really appreciate that directness. Right. It wasn't, maybe these are aliens. It's just like, yeah. fucking aliens in a spaceship. Do you want to get on? <laughs> yes or no. Live or die. Make your choice. Yeah, this was good. That about does it for our adventure to the Yucatan Peninsula. Uh, this time. Uh, I forget how it, we exactly leave out of this podcast. <laughs> uh, until next time, I've been Ian. I'm Chris. I'll be Mark. And remember, always choose responsibly. Taking the potion on page 11, it's gonna work the first time.